since this is like the last possible day to acknowledge 2023 and like the progress made, blah, 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 I will definitely acknowledge. <laughs> As a surprise to me, y'all blew up the Lionsgate episode. That was the most popular episode this year, which means that we have a numerology curious fan base. So we're going to talk about the one, two, three, one, two, three of it all, the count, happy Sia day and New Year's Eve. But yeah, the work is not done. Hey, so I decided to make the least evergreen content possible and it's called why is today like that? So while the framework is evergreen because we use disability justice, we use re-indigenizing and super queer language, we're just talking about what's going on in the stars for like the next week. So it's like only going to be true for a couple days. Let's get into it. A little housekeeping before we get into the astrology numerology of today. Thank you so much to everybody who is hearing this, listening to this, saw the last <laughs> saw the last episode get published. I didn't post it. If you're somebody who came from Instagram, I am encouraging people to, and I feel like such a butthead, but whatever. I'm just trying to survive capitalism just like everybody else. But if you could, unfortunately, today is the day I'm asking you to subscribe <laughs> and turn on notifications. The reason for that is it does significantly help my numbers. Every single time someone does it, we get like a few new people. So if everyone who's listening to the last episode and this episode goes ahead and subscribe, if you don't want to watch it or listen when it comes out, you can just dismiss the notification. But it's great. It's great for the pod. It helps people find this content. And I know that we're lucky because we're just here all the time and we're just like living in this world, but some people are not. Um, also, obviously... It feels very crazy to be... So one of the things that I learned in the Spotify wrapped is that this has been deemed by the audience as a comedy. <laughs> Thank you. That makes sense. I We, we joke here. We joke a lot. Um, however, it does feel a little fucked up to be like doing comedy content while there's still genocide. But I do believe that like, if we can find things to laugh and connect about, we can be better prepared to like, move forward in the revolution. Um, so just to declare again, that the intention is to make the world safer and better, and to end the genocide in Gaza and the genocide in the Congo and the genocide in Sudan, and the continued indigenous genocide. In fact, if you want to if you're in the Southern California area, and you want to donate clothes to our neighbors, Dine, aka Navajo, that is something that we can arrange. So um, yeah, I will put notes for that in the chat. And if you want to book a reading, sorry, the chat, the show notes, if you want to book a reading, I also, this is the last day to book it at a cheaper rate of 111. There's actually still one more spot if, if one is your number, hello. There's one more spot on the 1st, Jesus Christ, of January. And um, I might extend it. I might not. I haven't like pulled cards on it or asked the Reiki, so we'll see. But every time someone makes a purchase of an astrology reading 
or Reiki session, we use funds, 10% of the funds, towards getting menstrual hygiene kits for people who are in Gaza, in Palestine, specifically in Gaza, um, because periods do not stop in the middle of a genocide. Okay, that is our housekeeping. So today is 12-31-23, which means that the date is 1-2-3-1-2-3. And from a numbers perspective, just feel the progression of like the counting, right? Feel the one, two, three, one, two, three. There's like an element of refining. There's an element of making progress. There's like laying the foundation for something, right? So in astrology, the house is one, two, three. These are like also the first quadrant of your chart. So when you meet people, it's like your rising sign. How do you interact with people when you first meet them? Maybe you're a Leo rising and you're like, wow, look at you. Like hyping people up as soon as you meet them. Maybe you're a Virgo rising. You're a little bit like, who's this bitch? (laughs) And then like warm up to them, right? Like all of the ways that you meet people show in your rising sign. And then the second house has a lot to do with like stuff, belongings. And then the third house has to do with community. So when we're thinking of one, two, three, we can also look at the one, two, three in the chart, thinking of like, who are we meeting? How are we meeting them? Are we coming to people in a good way, right? Also, we are meeting people while there's a lot of traumatic events. So since we are meeting people while there's a lot of traumatic events happening, I've heard people using the term trauma bond, right? So um, go ahead and we'll go ahead and talk about what that is real quick. Trauma bonding is like if you are in a toxic relationship with like, okay, for example, say somebody like just accuse you of some shit and like threw your phone away and like, you know, did some violent shit and then they're sorry and they made you dinner. That's trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is not sharing our experience in a traumatizing world. So this is a good time to like, think about the relationships that we're forming, acknowledge that there's a lot here. And then also like, how do we move forward? Right? So like, one, two, three, one, two, three, moving forward, moving forward. So with that, we're also talking about moving forward in liberation work. At the time of this fucking recording, there are people online that I've, I know me and you probably both have gotten very attached to that are like losing very close friends of theirs that are like fleeing from refugee camp to refugee camp in the Gaza Strip, which is still under siege and you know, we've been praying and we're going to keep praying and we're not just going to pray. We're going to do as much as we can. Right. And this isn't a pod. Well, if you don't know about hour of action, shameless plug for hour of action. Um, there's some, there's some resources on direct action there. There's a lot of resources to help you navigate that. And it's a really great thing to do in community. Um, but getting to the astrology of it and the one, two, three of it. Yeah. There is like a sense of moving forward with the revolution. So that's a little bonus numerology segment because we love, we love the counting. We love the one, two, three. And being numerology curious is something we can do. Yeah. So getting into some of the planets to look out for. I love that. And I'm just going to do a really quick overview. I'm not going to check too much of the aspects, just like a quick touch up on like who's doing what, where, what elements are present. I love that the sun is in Capricorn and the moon is in Virgo while we are going into a new year. 
We also have Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus. These are Earth signs. Pluto's also in Capricorn. And you know what? Honestly, this is the last time in our lifetime Pluto's going to be in Capricorn on a new year. So there's something to be said about like laying a really strong foundation. And it's cool because it kind of reiterates the numerology, right? Laying the strong foundation. Earth is about planning, getting grounded, getting realistic in a way that sometimes people get irritated by because we want to focus on dreams. We want to focus on like manifesting a good reality and shit. But if it's grounded and if it's like in touch with the earth and in touch with reality, it's more powerful. So earth is the sun, the moon in Virgo, Jupiter, which is luck, expansion, and Uranus, which is kind of like humanitarian stuff, friendship, the Aquarius energy of it all. Pluto is, it can be like a generational thing. It can be about life, death, and rebirth. You can do an audit of like, what are you not taking with you? And you can mean that shit this year like you won't be able to for a long time. So if there's something you need to... Another thing is sometimes we cut off... So think of like the lavender plant. And um, I actually have a lavender tattoo because of this. So lavender is a plant that when it is blooming and beautiful, it's healthy for the plant to cut the flowers away so that more lavender can bloom. If you leave the lavender on, and you've probably seen lavender plants like this, they get really leggy, they get really thin, they get a little crispy, it's like less cute. And they actually thrive from like giving you the lavender. And of course, it's an offering for us, like it's an offering for us to the plant to also like give it the haircut, you know, cut the lavender and take it and do something magical with it. But one of the things I really love about lavender is it teaches us that we can cut things and see what grows back, right? We can we can allow things to be harvested without just being like, okay, grow, you know, just putting more pressure on them to where they can get kind of leggy and scraggly and weird. Why don't we allow things to be harvested? Why don't we celebrate things when they're in full bloom, right? So there's something big about that with the Capricorn Pluto on New Year's Eve, like, there are a lot of ways where we have failed a lot of people. And I think that we just need to fucking say that shit because if we don't, we're going to keep failing people. And if you're listening to this particular podcast, you're probably somebody who is not interested in failing people and is interested in like learning from mistakes. So if that's us, we are in a position where like Pluto and Capricorn is on our side for auditing it. And then also like cutting things off that might be like feeling good, might give us instant gratification but doesn't resonate in the part of our soul that we need it to. And maybe it has at some point, maybe it needs just like a recalibration, it'll grow back. You know, this is an opportunity that we won't have ever again in our lifetime to work with this Capricorn energy. So there's that. And then I also want to shout out, we have no, that's funny. I'm just looking at the fact that there's not like the planets we usually check for. We don't really see air right now, but we do see a lot of fire. And I like that. I like that Mercury, Venus, and Mars are all in Sagittarius. That is like such a sexy thing for us to work with. Also, fun fact of speaking of numbers at the time of me recording this on one, two, three, one, two, three at almost 10 a.m. Sagittarius has Mercury at two, 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 Venus at two, and Mars at two wait what yeah and mars at 27 so like the twos are in the chat the moon is two degrees virgo so like i love the reinforcement of the numerology right 
And if we put it to like, let's think of the second house. This is the time to organize our stuff. This is a great time to declutter. If you're somebody who comes from a cultural lineage where you clean your house on New Year's Eve, there's some astrology today reinforcing that. Um, Mercury is communication. Venus is like relationships, art, and Mars is how we act and react. Sagittarius is fire. It's also like philosophy. It's the why. It's spirituality. It's higher education. It's any education, I believe. So we have that going for us. And then under fire, we also have our Chiron and our true node, which can be very raw together in Aries. They're not like right, right next to each other, but they're both in Aries. Chiron is the wounded healer. This has been, this has been where Chiron's been as long as we've had this podcast. It's not like, you know, (laughs) it's not, it's not a quick transit. And the true note is like, what are we experiencing? So Chiron is a wounded healer and it's kind of like the gift that people see in you that doesn't feel like a gift to yourself. Um, So collectively we have it in Aries and Aries is like new beginnings, starting something. It's cardinal fire, which means like starting something with a passion, right? Think of the Aries in your life. They know how to start something with a passion, don't they? And then the true note is like, If our south node is the essences of like previous lifetimes that we've been able to bring into the situation, you know, like we're familiar with the energy in our natal south node. Okay, so if you don't know what that means, let me like keep it really simple. The true node is what we are currently learning. So you may have a different true node in your chart, but right now in the sky, the transit that we're going through this moment, any babies being born right now, true node and Chiron are together in Aries. There is a very raw energy of like creating something new with a passion. And that is something that is beautiful that we can work with. So then I'll wrap up with our water placements, which feel very important to kind of like, I mean, when you think of the elements going together, think about how fire heats up water, right? Think about warm water and how cleansing it is and how like warm water is part of the earth. Like the elements all work together. Like people sometimes will be like, oh, is it an extinguishing thing? And it's like, it doesn't have to be, right? Be the alchemist, see how it works together. So Saturn in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces. I love, I love this because it is a very dreamy building of the future. So Saturn is, and I know that like the math gets a little wild, but Like, I think that this is something that we can all appreciate, even if we're not nerds. I personally am a nerd, though. So I am so sorry if this is boring to you. I think this is exciting as fuck. Saturn is ruled by Capricorn. And we were just talking about all this Capricorn energy of like the sun and Pluto, right? Which is kind of like the first thing people check for and the last thing people check for. And then Saturn, the ruler of Capricorn, is currently located in Pisces, And like the energy is feeding off of Pisces. So Pisces is a water sign. Pisces is like dreams and like subconscious. And it is also death. And I think people kind of like forget because Pisces are so there. It's such a cute vibe, the Pisces, but also like it's the last sign of the Zodiac. There's like a wisdom that comes from an awareness of mortality that is present in a Pisces. And Neptune is also the ruler of Pisces. So we're out here. Well, I mean, okay, we'll call it that for now. So Saturn, there's like a big dreamy energy. Like this is a really good day to like set your dreams in motion. 
And if your dream doesn't include a liberated Palestine, a liberated every country in Africa should be able to control their own resources. Like the exploitation of the continent is fucked up as well as Turtle Island, as well as everywhere. Like the global fucking world indigenous people should be able to steward our lands. And instead of calling it quote unquote underdeveloped, it should be called unexploited. And we should be able to return to our land in an unexploited way. The people committing war crimes should be not doing that shit. And the helplessness is going to make us numb out. And like, I'm not participating in that. I don't think you should either. And if you are, I welcome 2024 to be the year that you thaw out and allow your heart to dream of a liberated future. It's not easy. Like, I'm not going to say do it today so that you can help us in the liberation. I know that I know how long it takes to thaw a jaded heart. (laughs) That is such a corny thing to say, but I mean it. So if you are disheartened by the state of the world, it makes sense. 2024 is a year where you can allow your heart to grow so that there is enough room for the liberation. And if you have been like witnessing the genocide that is being streamed to our phones, the multiple genocides. And I know that in Sudan and the Congo, they can't show us because they get shot if they bring out a phone, even though like the fucking irony of like Congo, Congolese people like harvesting and forcibly mining cobalt and uh, whatever the fuck else we need for our phones, but they can't like record, like it's fucked. And if you have been, feeling that and like feeling the heaviness of it 2024 is a year to continue to feel it but also like make sure you're spending just as much time processing it and nourishing it to a liberated future like make sure that you're not using people's trauma for trauma porn and like using it to make you feel uh, something you know what I mean like sometimes people it's like how can it be trauma porn like porn implies something like totally different than like trauma what the fuck is trauma porn but trauma porn it's like people utilize it to get out of the numbness and like that is not what we're doing like that is not moving towards liberation so like notice if you're finding yourself detached or like in trauma porn consumption And notice if there's a way that you can see the humanity of the people, maybe like spending just as much time investing in the art by the people who are exploited and like never talking about any community as if they're dead because we are still here. And I can say this like as an indigenous person, I meet a lot of other indigenous people from tribes that we actively hear are extinct. And we we saw that. We saw that recently. There was a rumor that like the north of Gaza was quote unquote successfully ethnically cleansed. No, the fuck it wasn't. There are so few people talking about the journalists in the north at the time. I tagged a few and they fucking reposted me. They're in the middle of a fucking genocide and I was one of like four of their stories. Like, absolutely not. We are going to be in solidarity with people. We are going to let people control their own narrative. We are going to take care of ourselves while we're consuming whatever content is going on and we're going to make sure that we are not martyring ourselves in like the savior complex kind of way but we are accomplices for liberation because my liberation is tied with yours right don't let them say that we're not here because we are still here and the land is still here and like even if you're mixed and you don't know what's what 
that's something to lean into in 2024 is learning more about who are your ancestors who are with you, who is the land that is calling to you. So, you know, that's today's episode. <laughs> Love you. See you next year. Bye.